people just like you have taken the brave step to do this thing we call work differently. They tell their self-unlimited story to inspire and encourage you. Another story begins now. Today I'm delighted to be talking with Rory. Rory and I used to work together in an organisation and I'm delighted that he's willing to share his story. Welcome Rory. Thanks Helen, thanks for having me. Great. Now, when we caught up last, we were actually working together in the same organisation. You were working part-time while you were doing some study, and you recently caught up with me and shared other things that you were doing, but I think that's a great place to start. So tell me, what are those things again that you've been up to, and what's this journey you're on? Uh, so, so since we last met, I um, finished off uni, I, I did an internship at IBM, and then started a grad role at Deloitte. So I started that mid last year and um, that was my first real full-time ongoing employment so um, about six months into that I decided that I wanted to kind of balance out my life a little bit compared to what it was like so I decided to shift to four days which was um, a bit unusual for a graduate but for me it kind of made perfect sense yeah and I'm, so, I'm really curious what the organization thought when you asked for this um, I was really lucky to be surrounded by people who are really strong on the flexible work agenda at Deloitte. Mm -hmm. So when I brought it to the kind of partner in my area, she was extremely supportive because she herself does uh, was a part-time employee. So she, as soon as I brought the idea up, they gave me all the resources I needed, gave me all the support I needed and were really positive with it. So what um, did those resources and support look like? Um, well, the main thing was just directing you because Deloitte is a huge organization. So they just kind of, they point you in the right direction to, to the intranet pages you need to go to, to the people you need to speak to and to sort all that out because it can be pretty overwhelming and that can sometimes, I imagine, be a roadblock for some people just knowing where to go. Yes. So they were really helpful like that with that. And did you tell them much about what you were going to do with this time that you weren't going to be working with them? Um, to be honest, actually, the partner made a point of saying um, we used to ask people what they want to do, but now it's effectively none of our business. So she, I did talk to her about what I did, but she, it was, I thought it was really interesting that she made the point that it's not necessary to say. Excellent, and, excellent. Yeah. So I think it's showing a bit of a shift. Yeah, yeah, compared to other organisations, because I would imagine that maybe an organisation might think, ah, oh, well, if you're going to do that, that will be really helpful for us. And so we'll allow you to have that because it's actually going to bring something back to us. Was there any part of that in the conversation? A little bit. So in terms of like the flexible working community of practice, I wrote a couple articles for or one article for that and kind of was just involved in that side of things a little bit. So they, I guess if you're talking about value exchange, there was a little bit of that there, but it wasn't, it wasn't, um, you know, pushed in any kind of inorganic way, so. So what was the prompter? Because I think it's a really brave and unusual step for somebody who's a graduate to go to their employer and say, hey, can I work less? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, to be honest, I think before I started working, I made a really conscious effort that, so I took six months off before I started at Deloitte, and I knew that the kind of personality um, I like I burn very hot so you know for the first six months I can be really really into something and then I kind of need to renew in a certain way 
and right. you know change what I'm doing or how I'm doing stuff. Um, so to kind of not combat that, but to understand that, I started um, like practicing meditation quite consistently. So you know every day being very like diligent with it and trying to get myself in a way that kind of I understood my mindset and had ways to kind of manage you know different obstacles. And I think what that actually kind of led to was that six months into the track at Deloitte, I was very aware that the way I was feeling wasn't how I felt when I started. And I needed to do something to kind of, um, something to, you know, readjust that. And I decided that taking that fourth, doing shifting to a four day work week where I could spend that last Friday not not doing anything but doing things that i really wanted to do and setting out you know basically creating my perfect day i i realized that that was you know what i needed to do and i think meditation was the thing that actually led to that mm. something that occurs to me that even just simply in making that choice of the norm being five that you were not going to go to the norm and you were going to change it to four and that therefore it's set up for you that there are different kinds of norms because I would imagine in a large organization like a Deloitte there could be quite an energy of like you know pace pace grow grow career career and for you even just to say hang on there's a different kind of norm I want for myself yeah yeah no exactly and um I think that that's something that's always been been with me and why you know at school I was I, I did well but it didn't necessarily resonate with me was that I kind of like to have I like rules but I like when I have some say in the rules and can kind of define my own norm like you say so that oh, was my way Rory is being the sovereign of Rory Unlimited exactly reign over my workscape <laughs> yes indeed so with the things that you had been exploring you said to me recently that you've even taken more time away from the workscape that you had at Deloitte to explore other things what's going on there yeah exactly so started this year I is when I shifted to four days um and basically what that day off gave me while I I thought what it was going to do is give me a bit of a balance so that I could could kind of come to energy, um, come to work with a renewed energy. But what it actually gave me was a template for a kind of a life that I wanted. Excellent. So on that one day, I, I made a conscious effort to do one outdoors thing, one productive kind of, uh, I guess, business thing, and one kind of uh, personal internal kind of thing. So, you know, along the lines of that meditation and stuff. And I was really happy that I was able to stick to that kind of loose um, plan every single one of those Fridays and felt that I was, you know, very productive on those days. So rather than saying like, okay, I've got this new energy, I'm going to apply that all to work. I kind of thought, why don't I just expand this and see where that leads me? And again, with Deloitte being so flexible, they actually have a, um, a program for a career break, which is for exactly that where, um, you know, you can uh, reassess things, take some time off and, you know, basically do what you want for three months. So that's what I've done. Um, in between that as well, uh, my mum actually got really sick. She got uh, influenza and was in a coma for two weeks, which was definitely not fun, but it was just another kind of, um, she's okay now, which is good. She's on the mend. 
but it was another kind of perspective shifter and really gave me the confidence to say, you know, um, really understand what's important and that there's really, there's, there's no point not, you know, taking risks and doing what you kind of know is right. And to me, this, this felt like the right thing to do. And it's kind of, it's with the three months career break, it's like you're on kind of monkey bars or swings. Like I've I had two hands on the other one. I've taken one off and I'm kind of reaching for the next one. I don't know what it is or whether I'll get it, but that's what I'm doing. <laughs> so are there things that you're doing just to be exploratory and just see what might be possible? Yeah. So the main one that I'm doing is actually podcast analytics. So I've got a, a kind of little company I've set up called WowPods um, Podcast Insights and Analytics. And what we've been doing with that is basically equipping podcasters and social content producers with the tools and kind of um, data and analytics um, skills that a lot of the big organisations have, but they don't necessarily have. And the reason I'm focusing on podcasters is because they have the reach of a traditional organization but without all that bureaucracy so that when you do give them certain insights they're actually able to use it to a level that you know some of the things that I've experienced in my previous careers haven't they the companies just haven't been able to execute on them and you know react in the way they you know potentially should so I've been I've been working with a couple or one major podcast and you know, that's been really successful. They saw a lot of value in it and um, I'm kind of looking to grow that further now. But you're being quite entrepreneurial. Was that something you intended to use in the space or something that just evolved? Um, yeah, it is something I intended. So part of the, on that Friday, I, um, you know, I started exploring this idea of the podcast analytics and that started to grow. And there was a point where I was doing a lot of work for that during the week as well. And I just thought, you know, this, this is a good thing for me to put some focus into and see where it goes. Because, you know, for me as well, another one of the influences in shifting to that four days and giving me new perspectives has been podcasts. Right. Um, so I love them. And it's kind of an area that I can apply some of the skills I've learned to something I'm passionate about. So and so That's I'm really curious, does any of this podcasting and what we've been talking about have had any relation to the day job that you had at Deloitte? No, there's, the only thing is the skills that I'm applying. So it's the skills that I've learned in, at Deloitte and, you know, Enterprise Architects when I was back there, um, applying them in an area that I, I like. So the podcasts themselves didn't, didn't really have anything to do with Deloitte. Could you give me an example of one of those skills that you're applying yeah, so I've um, one of the things I'm really passionate about is not just collecting data and producing, you know, graphs and stuff, but really driving, um, telling a story from what you see there. Mm -hmm. So, so what I've been doing for for one of my clients is we've um, collected, got an understanding of who their audience is, what they listen to, um, you know, a whole demographic thing, and then. Uh, turning that into a kind of dashboard story that they can then go to advertisers and say, look, this is how, this is our audience. This is why they're valuable and kind of empowering them to be able to own those conversations rather than the other way around. So. And I'm curious, given that you're doing something entrepreneurial, because sometimes people think the choice of work is be employed or be self-employed. 
and it seems that your workscape has got a whole mix of this going on. Is there a trajectory where you see life going? Good question. Um, I mean, at this point, I'm kind of taking it as it goes. Like, I'm very much the kind of person who likes to have everything kind of, I guess, interconnected. I don't necessarily see, you know, what I'm doing with that or what I was doing at Deloitte as separate from anything else in my life. I like it to kind of um, all kind of drive meaning in different ways and, you know, what I learn in one place hopefully applies to another place. So at this point, I'm quite happy to have it all kind of up in the air and, you know, focusing on different things at different times. Long term, I think I definitely want just the, it's the, it's the freedom. It's having that reign over what I do mm. that really um, drives me and has like kind of pushed me to do this. Excellent. Because I think sometimes the challenge for people is that they are quite focused, like I've got to make a decision today. I've got to know where I'm going and I've got to know what it is. And if I have that goal in mind, then I'll figure out the steps to get there. And one of the things that I'm very much appreciating about your story is actually there isn't a goal. And I think many people are like, what? That's wrong. And I think, no, there's something very emergent and exploratory of try some things and just see. Because with the future of work, we have no idea what would work or what, what wouldn't work. And it's in the moment now, the things that we might do. And it might be like, oh, this thing's working quite well. I'll keep doing some more of it. And while it's working, I'll keep doing some more of it. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the only issue with that as well is I think having, it can sometimes make you not clear whether you're making progress or not. So often, you know, one, it's, a, I guess, a source of anxiety where you, you can feel a little bit aimless and not sure where you're going. Mm. So that's when at times it is good to kind of take a step back and, you know, the self unlimited side of things can be really helpful because it can apply, you know, a little bit of a structure to some of that chaos. Right. Um, so. Yeah. One of the things that I like, it's a, a, a quote, it's by J.R. Tolkien who wrote the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit books. And he wrote, not all that glitters is gold and not all who wander are lost. And I think sometimes we need some wandering in our lives because we just don't know what we don't know or what might work. And that, you know, it can have a sense of like, but, you know, am I being aimless? And I think what I'm hearing is that you had some sort of goals we could say, like when you said on the Fridays that you were going to do one of these, one of these and one of these. You didn't necessarily know where it was going to go, but you had a kind of purpose for yourself around, I'm going to do three of these things and we'll see what happens. And so I'm imagining that very much took away the sense of aimlessness for you. Yeah, no, exactly. You're right. And I think that that kind of loose goals also really links in with the, um, the, the responsibilities that are in Self Unlimited because it is that kind of, I, I like rules, but I also hate them. So it's, it's one of those weird paradoxes. <laughs> so from a Self Unlimited point of view, that why there are rules, they're rules you make for you. Yeah how you want them for your workscape, not somebody else's rules. Exactly. And that's, that is what 100% resonates with me. And yeah, well, I think it's so great. Brilliant. What you're doing. Yeah. So well, let me just, you've talked a little bit about meditation. I'm curious, yeah. is there anything else that you're doing for self-care or renewal? Because you said that, you know, it can be a bit um, anxiety ridden to have aimlessness. So just as yeah. we, is there any thoughts that you can give people if they were to take a journey a little bit like you about advice from a caring for yourself and, and navigating this way? 
Yeah, yeah. So that's that's what I'm 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 pretty big on all the the self care and doing stuff to get yourself right. So every every morning, um, I do I do this. I, I don't know if you've heard of him, but his name is Wim Hof, and it's basically a like a breathing exercise where you um, like oxygenize your blood, breathe a lot, and then hold your breath and do that three times, and it kind of perks you up. And then I do a, a cold shower. So I do that. Um, again, apparently this is all scientifically proven. I'm very much one for just trying stuff out. So I've been doing that for six months. So I, every morning I have a, a three minute cold shower and then I do the just 20 minutes of a meditation of some sort. And I try to do that every day. Some days I don't get all three of them in, but you know, get, get one of them in. Um, and so that's been big. I think it, I think it helps. It's very hard to know with this kind of stuff. Um, I've, I've started um, playing footy again. So I didn't play for a few years, but I picked that up just before I started working. And that's been another kind of good outlet for just doing some kind of physical, healthy stuff. And I think the other most important thing for me has been getting out into nature as frequently as possible. So, you know, just got back from a camping trip with um, Danny, my girlfriend, because she's, um, she's on school holidays at the moment. She works at an autistic school. So, you know, just getting those chances to shut off, get away from all the, all the technology and stuff and just, you know, enjoy nature. That's very important to me. Even, and being with Danny, having the support of friends and, and loved ones helping you. Yeah, no, exactly. She's, she's been great and it is nice to just have that kind of partner in crime, I guess. <laughs> and my dogs. <laughs> Excellent. There's a whole range going on. Yeah. One thought that just occurs to me that I think we might just sneak in before we close off is that some people might go, but Rory, you're a young person, you're 25. This sounds like something where you were giving up money to do this. What's yeah. going on, mate? 25-year-olds <laughs> don't give up money? Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, it's definitely part of it. And I think that that's that that's where some of that, again, anxiety creeps in where you're like, oh, I, I should be right now if I'd stayed at Deloitte or if I was staying there, you know, I'd get that promotion. I'd be making more money, blah, 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 blah. But I really, I honestly believe that by doing this now, I will be hopefully making, uh, getting a better time for money return than I would be if I just stayed um, doing what I was doing. So while money is definitely a motivator for me, it has to be, and I do want to, you know, have enough to have the life I want. I also think at this point in time, it's most important for me to be kind of exploring how I'm going to make that money in a sustainable way. So wow. it is a big motivator for me. Yeah. yeah. Well, and this is one of the things I think that I say to many people, it's not that money's not there. It money might not be the most important thing because there's other value that you want to create. And I just heard in that, that some other value that you're creating in terms of experience and opportunities that actually have the ability, as you just said, they may return more from a financial point of view at a later point in time. That's an amazing story of how Rory, the sovereign of Rory Unlimited is traveling. Thanks so much for sharing with me. No, thanks, Helen. I really appreciate you uh, taking the time. Workscapes are changing everywhere. For more goodness to change your workscape, visit www.beselfunlimited.com and follow us on Twitter at Be Self Unlimited.